The French Revolution, A History, by Thomas Carlyle, Volume 3, The Guillotine, Book 7, Vendamier, Chapter 4, Lion Not Dead. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Peter Dan. Book 7, Chapter 4, Lion Not Dead. The convention, born on the tide of fortune towards foreign victory, and driven by the strong wind of public opinion towards clemency and luxury, is rushing fast. All skill of pilotage is needed, and more than all in such a velocity. Curious to see how we veer and whirl, yet must ever whirl round again and scud before the wind. If, on the one hand, we readmit the protesting seventy-three, we, on the other hand, agree to consummate the apotheosis of Marat, lift his body from the Cordelia's church and transport it to the pantheon of great men flinging out Mirabeau to make room for him. To no purpose. So strong blows public opinion. A gilt youthhood in plaited hair-tresses tears down his bust from the Théâtre Fédo, tramples them underfoot, scatters them with vociferation into the cesspool of Montmartre. Swept is his chapel from the Place du Carousel, the cesspool of Montmartre will receive his very dust. Short of godhood had no divine man. Some four months in this pantheon, temple of all the immortals, then to the cesspool, grand cloaca of Paris and the world. His bust at one time amounted to four thousand. Between temple of all the immortals and cloaca of the world, how are poor human creatures world? Furthermore, the question arises, when will the constitution of 93, of 1793, come into action? Consider it heads surmise in all privacy that the constitution of 93 will never come into action. Let them busy themselves to get ready a better. Or again, where now are the Jacobins? Childless, most decrepit as we saw, sat the mighty mother, gnashing not teeth but empty gums against a traitorous Thermidorian convention and the current of things. Twice were Billot, Collot, and company accused in convention by Lacointre, by Legendre, and the second time it was not voted calumnious. Billot from the Jacobin Tribune says, The lion is not dead, he is only sleeping. They ask him in convention what he means by the awakening of the lion. And bickerings of an extensive sort arose in the Palais Egalité between Tapdur and the gilt youthhood, cries of down with the Jacobins, the Jacoquin, coquin meaning scoundrel. The tribune in mid-air gave battle sound, answered only by silence and uncertain gasps. Talk was in government committees of suspending the Jacobin sessions. Hark, there, it is in All Hallows' time, or on the Hallow-Eve itself, month devant November, year once named of grace, 1794, sad eve for Jacobinism, volley of stones dashing through our windows with jingle and execration. The female Jacobins, famed tricoteurses with knitting needles, take flight, are met at the doors by a gilt youthhood and mob of four thousand persons are hooted, flouted, hustled, fustigated in a scandalous manner, cotillons, retrousse, and vanish in mere hysterics. Sally out, ye male Jacobins! The male Jacobins sally out, but only to battle, disaster, and confusion. 
so that armed authority has to intervene, and again on the morrow to intervene, and suspend the Jacobin sessions forever and a day. Gone are the Jacobins, into invisibility, in a storm of laughter and howls. Their place is made a normal school, the first of the kind seen. It then vanishes into a market of Thermidor Ninth, into a market of St. Tenore, where is now peaceable chaffering for poultry and greens. The solemn temples, the great globe itself, the baseless fabric. Are not we such stuff, we in this world of ours, as dreams are made of? Maximum being abrogated, trade was to take its own free course. Alas, trade, shackled, topsy-turvied in the way we saw, and now suddenly let go again, can for the present take no course at all, but only reel and stagger. There is, so to speak, no trade whatever for the time being. Assignats, long sinking, emitted in such quantities, sink now with an alacrity beyond parallel. Combien, said one to a hackney coachman, what fare? Six thousand livres, answered he some three hundred pounds sterling in paper money. Pressure of maximum withdrawn, the things it compressed likewise withdraw. Two ounces of bread per day in the modicum allotted, wide-waving, doleful are the baker's queues. Farmers' houses are becoming pawnbrokers' shops. One can imagine in these circumstances with what humour sanscalotism growled in its throat, la cabaru, beheld ci-devant, returned dancing, the thermidor effulgence of re-civilization and balls in flesh-coloured drawers. Greek tunics and sandals, hosts of muscadans parading with their clubs loaded with lead, and we here, cast out, abhorred, picking offal from the street, agitating in baker's queue for our two ounces of bread. Will the Jacobin lion, which they say is meeting secretly at the Archevêche in Bonnet Rouge with loaded pistols, not awaken? Seemingly not. Our Colo, our Billot, Barrère, Vadier, in these last days of March 1795, are found worthy of deportation, of banishment beyond seas, and shall for the present be trundled off to the castle of Ham. The lion is dead, or writhing in death throes. Behold, accordingly, on the day they call Twelfth of Germinal, which is also called First of April, not a lucky day, how lively are these streets of Paris once more! Floods of hungry women, of squalid hungry men, ejaculating, Bread! Bread! And the Constitution of 93! Paris has risen, once again, like the ocean tide, is flowing towards the Tuileries for bread and a Constitution. Tuileries sentries do their best, but it serves not. The ocean tide sweeps them away, inundates the convention hall itself, howling bread and the constitution. Unhappy senators, unhappy people, there is yet, after all toils and broils, no bread, no constitution. Dupin, partant de long discours, bread, not bursts of parliamentary eloquence, so wailed the menads of my yard five years ago and more, so wail ye to this hour. 
the convention with unalterable countenance with what thought one knows not keeps its seat in this waste howling chaos rings its storm-bell from the pavilion of unity section le pelletier old fille saint thomas who are of the money-changing species these and guilt youthhood fly to the rescue sweep chaos forth again with levelled bayonets paris is declared in a state of siege Pichegru conqueror of holland who happens to be here is named commandant till the disturbance end he in one day so to speak ends it he accomplishes the transfer of billot collot and company dissipating all opposition by two cannon shots blank cannon shots and the terror of his name and thereupon announcing with a laconicism which should be imitated representatives your decrees are executed lays down his commandantship this revolt of germinal therefore has passed like a vain cry the prisoners rest safe in ham waiting for ships some nine hundred chief terrorists of paris are disarmed sansculottism swept forth with bayonets has vanished with its misery to the bottom of saint antoine and saint marceau time was when Ashamayad with menads could alter the course of legislation but that time is not legislation seems to have got bayonets section le pelletier takes its firelock not for us we retire to our dark dens our cry of hunger is called a plot of pit the saloons glitter the flesh-coloured drawers gyrate as before it was for the cabaru then and her muscadans and money changes that we fought it was for balls in flesh-coloured drawers that we took feudalism by the beard and did and dared shedding our blood like water expressive silence muse thou their praise end of book seven chapter four